the Saturday panel on Off the Ball. And you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to seven on this extended show because we're right across Ireland against England and the Six Nations with Brent Pope in studio later on. But right now, time for the Saturday panel as we preview the Cheltenham Festival. It begins on Tuesday. Such an Irish flavour to the festival. Our panel this week brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland. Share every racing moment. Visit hri.ie or follow Horse Racing Ireland on social media. Delighted to be joined to look ahead with the dual champion hurdle and Gold Cup winner Conor O'Dwyer and Noel Mead stable jockey Sean Flanagan to look ahead to the Olympics of National Hunt Racing. Conor and Sean, how's the form? All good, John. Looking forward to next week. Yeah, much the same. No, no complaints yet. It's, it's very early first. This is the Yellow Bellies takeover of the Saturday panel, lads. <laughs> Wexford. I forgot about Sean. That's right, yeah. Good, good. Jeez, how could you forget that? <laughs> Well, I don't know about the hurlers at the moment. They seem, they seem to be doing quite well, but obviously, you know, you've got a great racing background the Perrys as well. Um, Sean, you rode your first winner at Chatham last year on Jeff Kidder at a price of 80 to 1. No crowds. We had all the lightning rod that was Chatham around the pandemic two years ago as well. So I suppose a bit of relief, Sean, that this is going to be a normal Chatham again. Yeah, we should look at it. Uh, it was it was mighty last year, obviously, to ride the first winner, and uh, it was obviously a very different week with there being no crowds there. Um, but the race course did do a very good job and kind of put the atmosphere into it. And obviously, uh, there was lots of people watching at home and that. So uh, it was it was uh, a monumental week to get the duck off the back, I suppose, and uh, we can go back there this year hopefully and uh, build on it again. How did it feel when you crossed the line on Jeff Kidder? I suppose. Uh, a bit of disbelief, like uh, you know, he he's uh, you go there with horses, you think have chances to run big races, but he wasn't really one of them. I suppose or his work at home and all had been good, but his form was only okay. Like, but then those juveniles, you just don't know what way they're going to step up and step forward. And he's obviously he's obviously done it really, really well. And then he's come back and he's won a grade two and won a grade one off the back of it. So in hindsight, he was probably really well handicapped going there, and we didn't really know it. You are a pilot as well, Sean. You're the flying jockey. So tell us about that. Will you be flying to Cheltenham this week? Yeah, that's the plan. The weather looks good enough there at the minute. And uh, so I'm, I'm uh, riding on Sunday in uh, in Ace and uh, there be no major panic then. Uh, I think Darrow O'Keefe has kind of stated that he'd like to jump on board as well. So the two of us will head away there around lunchtime on, uh, on Monday. We'll go to Gloucester, yeah. How does this work? Like, where where is your airport? How long have you been doing this? Give us a bit of insight into it. I probably started flying about four years ago now. I suppose it's still be long going by, but so it's it's uh, it's a long enough whole process. It, it takes a good few hours to before you get your private license, and I got that uh, just just at the middle, kind of just at the start of the pandemic, really. And uh, yeah, so so when I got my private license, then I I live in Slane in County Mead, so. Uh, Navin, just literally across the road from Navin Racecourse, there's uh, there's an airstrip there, and uh, that's that's where I do all my flying out of there. So um, yeah, it'll take me about five minutes to get up to the airfield in an hour and a half to get to Gloucester. So it's it's a lot it's a lot uh, handier than sitting in the airport for a couple of hours and having to go to Birmingham or Bristol and get a taxi down and, and fiddle about. You know how much of a thrill is it? Ah, it's brilliant. It's a great. I love it. Like um, you know, if you've had a bad day or. You just want to get away. Like you can just 
tip away there and no one annoys you. And it's a completely different circle of people as well. You know, you get to meet different people who haven't a clue about racing or anything and that's involved with it. And they just want to talk about planes and the weather and stuff. And it's it's brilliant, yeah. Connor, would you fly in a plane with Sean Flanagan? Um, yeah, I would, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'd probably get into play with him quicker than the car, maybe. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, so how long does it take to cross the Irish Sea? Uh, well, so look at obviously there's obviously a lot of different variations of of weather and wind and different things like that, but. Uh, the aircraft I'm going flying over, I, I, I'd imagine I'd be like from coast to coast, I'd say about 20 minutes, but I'd be probably about an hour and 40 or so, uh, all in all, you know. Very good. So is weather, giving us a smaller plane, something you've got to be very careful about? Uh, yeah, yes yes and no. Like, obviously, you have to be careful of weather anyway with, with clouds and different things like that. But, you know, if, you, if you've got a headwind, uh, depending on the strength of the headwind, it's going to be that much slower. Like, so... You're doing 100 knots and you have a 20 knot headwind. You're actually only doing 80, you know. So it's obviously going to take you longer to get there. Um, but then, vice versa, if you got a tailwind and it's 20 knots, you're going to be there a bit quicker. So you just, uh, I've been watching it for the last three or four days, and I kind of keep watching it and see if it's going to be favourable. But it actually got a bit better, nearly more than worse. So uh, it looks kind of, it looks nice enough there midday on Monday, and uh, it actually looks like it's favouring a bit of a tailwind on the way home on Friday. If we get that far, please God. Oh no, it'll be all good and uh, enjoy that way of travelling. Uh, Connor. I suppose uh, the thrill for Cheltenham for you, if you're not flying planes, has been riding winners and you've had some great days over the last quarter of a century at Cheltenham, the Gold Cup twice on Imperial Call, War of Attrition, the Champion Hurdle twice on Hardy Eustace. The buzz of riding a big winner at Cheltenham, if you could maybe put it into words for us. Yeah, um, listen, John, um, for jockeys, that's, that's what um, it, it's all about, riding winners in Cheltenham. Um, same as training. That's what that's where you want to be. It's the Olympics of, of racing, as as you well know. And um, you know, any winner is, is fantastic to have there. Sean, I tell you, you know, your first winner can be anything. But luckily for me, my first winner in Shelton was a was a Gold Cup. Uh, so it was it was just amazing. It was I I don't know. I don't think I took a, a lot of it in. And um, obviously, the second time was 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 better. I I, re, I realized. Uh, you know how special it was but and any winner there to come into that crowd and um the whole buzz it's it's really really hard to put into words you know uh, to explain actually you know how you feel it's it's, it's just amazing did you feel connor uh, it's actually on youtube the whole program from 1996 the channel 4 program i watched it a couple of months ago because i've got a boring life um <laughs> But it's it's interesting. Back then, we hadn't had a Gold Cup winner for ten years. We were very much the underdog, and now we twenty three winners out of twenty eight races last year. It's completely changed in the last twenty years. Cheltenham and the Irish. But back then, and you could see it in the winners' enclosure, Fergie Sutherland Imperial Call. Did you feel like you had the weight of Ireland on your shoulders, and you're almost playing for Ireland? Um, being honest with you, John, I, I going out. I you know, um, the crowd didn't come into it for me for some reason, right? Um, uh, you know, and Fergie was very, very um, supportive and gave me a lot of confidence. He just said, "Go out and enjoy yourself." He said, "You know, ride him like a good horse and and, and see what happens." There was, I, I honestly felt little pressure now. Really, being honest with you, um, we knew he had a chance. Um, you know, but you weren't going there uh, feeling this. Uh, you know, if this didn't win, you were, you were, you know, you felt pressure type of thing. So it was a great way to go out and enjoy the race and uh, 
thank God everything just worked out. But to come into that 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 sea of people was uh, how nobody was hurt. I have no idea. It was unbelievable. Then Hardy used his 2004, a bit of a shock win in the champion hurdle. And then the following year, you had Hardy Bald, Hardy used his brave Inca up the hill. That amazing finish with Hardy Bald looking like he was going to win and he didn't pick up as well as Paul Carberry thought he would. Hardy used as such a tough horse that Desi Hughes trained. To me, that was one of the best ever races of a, of a Cheltenham race, a champion hurdle I've ever seen or witnessed. Did it feel like that riding that way that day? It did. It did. And I think you're right. You know, you can look back on, on as many races as you like there. I honestly don't think there's a uh, more exciting race. Maybe one of the handicaps might have, might, might have had the same thing. But it, for, a, for a championship race to have three horses jump in the last up to the line with a a neck and head separating them was 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 amazing, um, and and either three could have won it, won it jump in the last. We look on the TV screens. We look from the vantage point where we can see everything. But if you're in front, which you were in that race, you can't. How do you kind of gauge where you are in comparison to the other horses, especially towards the finish line, Connor? Um, well, for Hardy uses, for instance, you, you kind of knew on him how quick you were going. He, he he was he was actually so simple to ride. You you just let him get on with it. Um, he never went too fast. He never went too quick. He, he was as in control as I was, being honest. And um, you just had to ask him for a little bit each time, and you knew he would always give it to you. But you'd always hear, you'd always know how far you are in front. Um, you know, uh, you'd hear the hoofs of horses behind you. You catch them in the glimpse of them in the corner of your eye. Um, you know, it's it's. I, I, I used to love riding the front runner. I used to love dictate from the front. It was uh, to me it was a great way uh, to ride race if, if if you had the suitable horse. Sean, I'm interested this year about the stress of horses because last year no crowds, uh, a very quiet Cheltenham. Now you've got what seventy thousand people there a day almost, especially on Gold Cup day. Uh, do horses that are kind of highly strung are they going to be at a disadvantage now next week with the normal Cheltenham as it were, Sean? Um, yeah, I, I think so. Like some of them have gone there last year and have, have excelled, um, you know, but it, it's only a certain type of horse. Like, a, you know, 98% of horses, I don't think it's going to matter too much to them. But uh, a certain type of horse, it, it might just affect them. Like, you know, the, you, you could you could argue that the, Supreme, the stairs hurdle uh, favourite, Florian Porter, like he has excelled. Since COVID, kind of since there's been no no crowds at the races, he's he's uh, he seems to be a little bit you know more relaxed. You know, I actually do ride out the horses more a little bit, and he possibly could be a little bit more relaxed anyway. So maybe it's not, but you could argue the fact that the fact there's nobody at the races, it is a bit of a help to him. You know, we talk about the joys as well of Connor of winning Gold Cups, champion hurdles. It can also, I'm sure, be a stressful place. There'd be injuries. Uh, things can go wrong. The unsaddling enclosure. I'd say sometimes it can be a tense weighing room. It's not all sweetness and light. Absolutely, yeah. And there is no more lonely place turning right when you walk into that parade ring to go into the uh, unplaced, unsaddling enclosure. And yeah, look, most owners are, are, are great, but a lot do go with expectations that maybe uh, should, they shouldn't have going there because it is it is just so, so competitive and um, everybody's there to, to, to give 100% on the day and it, it can be it can be a disappointing place, um, you know, walking into, as I said, the unplaced, unsaddling enclosure is a totally different place to a couple of hundred yards away to, to the winner's enclosure. Um, so, you know, and, and you mentioned even coming back into the crater in there, as I said, 
you know, with Imperial Call that time, how, as I said, nobody got kicked that day was was amazing, which would have put an, a, a, a fair dampener on it, as you said. There'll be, you know, uh, there are people come home out of it very, very, very sore. Sean, when you uh, look at the champion hurdle and we'll, we'll begin our kind of preview of the big races of the week, uh, do you see Honeysuckle as the people's champion in any way being any danger of any other horse in the race uh, on Tuesday? 14 wins out of 14 under Rachel Blackmore. Uh, she's just a, a marvellous horse. She won the champion hurdle last year. She's won all of her races this season. Is she going to win again on Tuesday, do you think, Sean? Yeah, I mean, look at it. It's, it's going to be very hard for anyone to stand up and... and and say she's not, you know, like she's a very, very worthy favourite. And we can't, we can't ignore the fact that she's getting the seven pounds off of everything else in the race or whatever the mayor's allowance is. Uh, it's a lot of weight to be given away to a mayor who is as good as any horse and better than any horse, really, uh, at that level uh, over over that trip and, and obviously goes and handles the track and does everything quite well. Um I haven't seen Townend as animated over a horse going for a race in a long, long time. Um, uh, so I just wouldn't like to rule out appreciate it. Uh, I think, you know, if, if there was any horse, any year, anywhere, any time going to beat her, I think it could possibly be him. But I think uh, with the weight difference, he's got it all to do to beat her. So Paul is excited about the way appreciated it going at home because he hasn't been seen since he won the Supreme Novices hurdle last year yeah and you have to be you have to be very fair to the horse he was very impressive when he won the Supreme Novice hurdle last year and uh, you know Willie is Willie is obviously renowned for putting horses away after Cheltenham and not bringing them back to Cheltenham a year later you know like not many other trainers can do it uh, if any and uh, Willie can so you know I don't think that that's much of a negative to the horse really I think, Connor, you would know that you've got to have a good jumper to win a champion hurdle because they go at such a fast pace. And Honeysuckle, I think the better the pace, the quicker she jumps. And she has that ability to have that kind of kick around the bend as well. Are these the reasons why she's going to win again on Tuesday? Or would you maybe like something else in the field? As Sean said, you know, I think you'd want to be crazy to, you know, visualise even anything beating her. She's been there. She's done it. Uh, there's no negatives. She gets her seven pounds. Um, as you said about the jumping, is crucial. Hardy use, which is probably the fastest horse I ever sat on to get from one side of a hurdle to another. He actually was quicker over the hurdle when he got close to the hurdle rather than standing off. He, he was even. He was slower. But he used to. I don't know what he used to do. He used to get his front legs landed before his hind ones were nearly taken off. He was an amazing horse. And you have to jump in a champion hurdle. As you said, they go so quick. You make one or two mistakes, you're on the back foot. Um, you have to jump well. And I, like you said, she does jump well and she jumps better in a faster race with a bit of company, I think. And again, the beauty of her, she won her point to point. You need a horse that stays. Isterbrack won this, or the Sunline Snobbers hurdle 2-5. So did Hardy. They were both stairs, really. And to go that pace and to stay up that hill, as I said, it takes a little bit more of a stair than an actual two-miler, which she is. So, look, you'd love to be picking something she's unbackable at the price, but uh, it's very hard to, 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 to see past her. So your selection, Honeysuckle, Connor? Absolutely, yeah. And Sean, your selection? So look, at it, you can't go again, really, you know. Yeah. Uh, we, could, we could sit down and tip, tip favourites all night, but, you know, you have to be yeah. realistic too. 
we'll, we'll get to the outsiders in a bit. Uh, the champion chase on Wednesday, Connor. So I'm looking here. Last year's Oracle Chase winner, Shishkin. The horse he beat recently at Ascot, a great race, and Ergaman. The talented Chuck and Persuade. Last year's winner uh, of the race put the kettle on. Can't be forgotten. How do you see this unfolding, Connor? Um, I think if if Energamine and Shishkin run their their their, their races, I, I think it's between the two of them. Be honest, uh, the Ascot race was just uh, it, it, it could be as it could be a better race than the, the Champion Chase. You know, they, there was no uh, given or take in there in Ascot. Paul done everything super on on Energamine, jumped brilliant. Um, I think Shishkin, it'll be. A bit better even in Cheltenham. He jumped a small bit left in Ascot. Um, it'll be a bit more of a test from which it suits him again as a point-to-point winner. Um, I think I think if the two turn up on the day like they did in Ascot, it's between the two. But I again, unbackable Shishkin, but um, he's the one I'd like to be on. And Sean, would you see Shakin Persua mm-hmm. as a challenger? I know they're very sweet on them uh, on Shaq and Bruce he's obviously a very very good horse on his day um, they, they had to worry last year that he said he didn't travel very well and they said they were going to do things differently with him this year and leave him a bit short and use kind of to travel over as a bit of work for him um, <clears throat> but I do think the two horses that are in front of him in the betting are quite special um, now the flip side of the kind they've probably given themselves a very very hard race uh, the last day where both of them went at it. Like if you get two very good horses that go at it a bit from home, um, they can they can leave a bit of a mark on themselves. And it's not overly long ago, you know, that they've done that. Um, so if the two of them bounce back, my initial thought of it when I saw the race when when Shiskin beat Nergamine, I thought that when Nergamine got a bit of nicer ground, um, it might see the flip side of the coin. You know, I thought Nergamine totally jumped and travelled maybe, if anything, a little bit too well that day at Ascot and, and the other lad seemed to maybe outstay him a little bit then in the closing stages because he might have done a bit kind of three out, four out, you know. Um, but but I, I, I don't, in the champion chase this year, I don't think I'd hang my hat on anything. Um, I think it'd be it's going to be a brilliant rematch between Chiskin and Ergamine. And if it hasn't taken too much out of either one of them, I think it's going to be between them. I can't see Shaq and Pursuar. I just, I just, he, he just doesn't really do it for me anymore. Like he, he's very, very good on his day, but he's very hit and miss at the same time. You know. Your selection, Sean, then is. Uh, I, I'm going to stick with Shishkin. Um, I'm going to stick with stick with Shishkin. My initial after my initial thought after the Ascot race, I thought that on better ground and Argentine might beat him, but. Uh, after looking back at it a couple of times, I'm just not so sure if he could or not, actually, to be honest. So you're not a shotgun persuade man, Connor. Does that mean you're a Shishkin man? I'm, I'm a Shishkin man, definitely. Um, I'm a bit like Sean. Like when Shakin Persuade is on his day and on his game, he's he, he, he is a superstar, but he's had too many uh, misses and a little bit unreliable. You know, whether the traveling does uh, come in to play with him, I, I'm not sure, but. He's just gone a little bit unreliable for me. But again, as, as we said, unfortunately, Shishkin is a very short price, but I think he's the one. The stairs hurdle then on Thursday, lads. Uh, looks wide open. Florian Porter, we spoke about last year's winner. Classical Dream, Paisley Park, Champ, Time Hill, to name a few. So your likely winner, Sean Flanagan, is? Um, I, I think Florian Porter is a very good horse. He, he, look, at he's gone and done it last year. He's a worthy favourite. I don't know if he's the winner or not. Uh, it's a very, very wide open race. I, 
you know, like Paisley Park was very good the last. Now he he's beaten Norton now, but he's given away like a half a furlong at the start. Um, he's a dour stare. Uh, this could go the way to English. I like Tyne Hill as well. He was good last year in uh, in Ascot. Uh, obviously, comes up the hill quite well. I nearly go for a bit of value. I I just you know it, it's actually a wide open race this year. If if you know if if it goes there and Florian Porter does boil over, uh, it's a wide open contest. You know, and I I would be looking down the field a little bit. I think Time Hill, as I said, Paisley Park. I know they've all gone there and they've all done it. They're all beating each other all along. You know, so there's there's not nothing fresh in this year's this year's renewal of it. And and uh, I'd go for something with a bit of value. I, I'd actually. I'd hang my hat maybe on Paisley Park. Paisley Park, trained by Emma Lavelle, won the race a couple of years ago. <clears throat> Connor O'Dwyer, is anything taking your fancy in the stairs hurdle? It's my bogey race. I don't think I've ever backed the winner of this thing. <laughs> As Sean said, it's a very open race, but I'm a huge Paisley Park fan. I always loved him. Always loved the way he did things. So relaxed. Lost his way a bit this year, all right, but I do think Chatham brings out the best in him. And as Sean said, he gave away, you know, so much ground the last day. Uh, you know, I know uh, the, the, the the form might have added up too much, but to do what he'd done uh, to come back and win the way he did, I think Cheltenham suits him great. He's a great bit of value. He's been there. He's done it. Um, uh, listen, I, I honestly think, I, uh, yeah, I, if I'm having a, a, a bet with a bit of value this week, it's him. OK, Paisley Park for both uh, Conor Dwyer and Sean Flanagan. The Gold Cup on Friday, the 3.30 is the start time for the Blue Ribbon of National Hunt Racing. Three miles and two furlongs, 22 fences to be negotiated. Wide open in terms of the way we assess the market, I think, folks. Last year's winner, Manella Indo for Henry de Bramhead, also in the same stable, at Plutar, which Rachel Blackmore will ride. Uh, we got dual Cold Cup winner, Album Photo for Willie Mullins. Uh, the Gordon Elliott-trained Galvin, who's improving. Uh, we have the King George winner, Tornado Flyer, and the English Hope Protectorat. Which horse, Sean Flanagan, would you like to be riding in the Gold Cup? If I was, if I had a choice of riding a horse in the World Cup, I'd ride last year's winner, Manel Indo. Um, Why? I, I, I just think uh, he's he's not um, he's not an early an early horse. He, he's all his runs and ever before before like the the Dublin Racing Festival have all been disappointed, you know. And uh, if you were to take those runs away from his career and go back to the Dublin Racing Fest- Festival last year and take that as his prep run for the Gold Cup, uh, he probably only ran Midland uh, uh, in the in the Irish Gold Cup last year before he went to the to the English Gold Cup. And I think his run this year in the Irish Gold Cup was much much better than his run last year. Um, in you know, as as his preparation run, he, he absolutely loves Cheltenham. Any any uh, any time he's gone there, he's nearly won. Um, and uh, I think uh, Plutard, I don't think he stays. I don't think he stays the extra two and a half furlongs. Uh, Galvin does stay, but I like Al, Galvin couldn't beat at Plutard the last day. Well, he did beat him, but only by a very short margin. Uh, the last day in Leperstown, so. I, I I'm being very very hard on them saying I don't think they're good enough, but I I think they're not good enough in in Cheltenham to beat Medellindo. I think he's uh, he's a real Cheltenham specialist, and and with the way he's went and won last year's Gold Cup, uh, I think his preparation run, his last run this year for as a preparation going to Cheltenham, I think was a better preparation run than he had last year. Um, but if I was to 
be a betting man and have a, ba- a bet in the race, I think I'll be going for a value bet and I'll be back in album photo each way. Maybe they feel with album photo, and I spoke to Willie Mullins the other day, that he, he's back working well again. Last year, he didn't seem really to be at the pitch of, of his powers where he was when he won both Gold Cups. So there might be a feeling that he could bounce back. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, well, even like if you're back in him each way, he's I'm just yeah. looking at the thing here now, he's 10 to 1. If you're back in him each way, he's third last year. So if he's working better than what he is last year, this year, uh, you know, he could be a little bit closer, but you're backing him to be placed. So he's, he's a value better than each way price, you know. Connor Dwyer, you know what it's like to win this race. You know what's required. So in a way, you can almost, like a detective, uh, narrow down the contenders uh, to, into, into who, who are the two to three and then eventually who'll be the one you're going to pick and then who you can rule out. So what, what do you think in here? Mm, yeah, I wish it was that easy, John. Um, actually, you might as well have just had one of us on the show. Because I'm, I'm with Sean. You know, oh, my God. You'll diverge at some stage. Go on. Exactly. No, um, I... I, I Listen, Manella Indo, exactly as Sean said, um, his preparation is better this year, except for Kempton, which you have to put a line through. Unfortunately, um, Rachel and, and, and Brian got into a bit of a, a tussle a long, a long way out in Kempton. And, you know, to me, it, it, you know, it wasn't his running. Um, he had a fantastic run back in, in Leperstown in the Gold Cup and finished off the race super. And Henry's horses probably just weren't really on fire at that time. So it was a fantastic run. He's ran three times in Cheltenham. He's won the Albert Bartlett, just touched off in an RSA and wins the Gold Cup. He's the absolute ideal credentials for it. Um, Gold Cup winning jockey on him this year as well. Robbie um, Power, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so for me, he's he's the winner. Um, I, I, I really, you know, and again, he's a bit of value. He's five to one. Um, it's, 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 it's not too skimpy. Um, so for me, he's the winner. Um, looking at the others, album photos one two. You know, it's 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 it's, it's hard to win one. Never mind two gold cups. Um, and I know while Willie wasn't over uh, happy with him coming along, I think he said, but uh, he was very happy with him in Avon the last day. So he he has to come into calculations. Um, Galvin, I'm not sure really his overall form is good enough uh, for it. Maybe I'd, I'd be a long way out proven wrong, but I just don't think it's. Uh, as I said, his overall form is actually in the book for for it. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the Nelindo and album photo definitely took many calculations. And a Plutard, he will he'll be there thereabouts. He has to be. He's a class act. Um, you know, there's there's very little to to decipher. Him. Sean might, might be might have hit the nail on the head. Maybe it's just a shade up that hill too far for him. But he'd be bang there. We have our lucky 15 folks for the big races at Cheltenham. So we have Honeysuckle, Shishkin, Paisley Park and Manella Indo from Sean Flanagan and Conor Dwyer. Unbelievable symmetry here. Um, <laughs> let's just go through quickly some of the shoulder races, lads. The Supreme Novices Hurdle, half one on Tuesday. A fantastic opener. The roar, the crowd, Constitution Hill, John Bond, Kilcrush, Mighty Potter. The winner, Sean Flanagan, what do you think? Yeah, well... <laughs> I, I have been at a couple of preview nights now and I suppose the, a couple of people kind of hit the nail on the head they said if if Constitution Hill um, doesn't run a big race in the Supreme and the horses they have in the Arkle as well um, their favourite in the Arkle as well <clears throat> if, if the two of them don't damn near win it could be a very bleak week for the English I would imagine but um I don't actually know enough about Constitution Hill's form. He has been quite impressive, but I don't know why he's been really beaten. Um, 
I yeah I, I, I like I don't know does this start Dynamo go there or does he go for the other race like I, I was very very impressed with him in Punchestown um, I was second to Sir Gerhard in a in his maiden heart at Leperstown. He was also very, very impressive. Um, but it's a supreme novice hurdle and, you know, you need a lot of luck, uh, things to go your way. Uh, Sir Gerhard has obviously won uh, the, the bumper last year and you, you can't bait course form either. So uh, I'll probably be bored enough and stick with him. Uh, yeah. I, I think I will, yeah. Now, the only thing about it is he's in the, the other, the two, five race. And <clears throat> I if Willie is going to split them, I think that he will run Dice Dark Dynamo in the Supreme and he'll go to the other race with, with, with uh, Sir Gerhard because I, I don't think uh, they'll be able to settle this Dark Dynamo well enough over a trip as, as well as they will be in the Supreme, obviously, over over the shorter distance. Um, and, and that's the way I think he possibly might separate them, you know. What's going to win the Arkle chase then, Conor Dwyer? We have Edward Stone, Blue Lord, Riviera to tell, but it's an open contest, quickly. It, it is. I've liked Edward Stone all along. He's been just very solid horse, jumps well, stays well. Uh, Gordon's mare was very unlucky in Leperstown uh, the last day. So I think I uh, might just, with the, again, with the with the allowance, the £7 allowance, 4 to 1, Riviera to tell. Riviera to tell for Gordon Elliott in the Arkle Chase. The bumper, who's going to win that? Is it Fasal Vega with a Fasal victory, Sean Flanagan? Uh, look, it's very hard to knock. He's been very, very impressive. Um, also, in a race where you need an awful lot of things to go your way as well. Um, you know, but. He has he has the pedigree in the book. He has the farm in the book. Uh, I did see uh, uh, Gardens Horse American Mike do a, a piece of work. Actually, funny enough, American Mike and Floor and Porter ended up in the same school and bumper in uh, Fairy House a couple of weeks ago. And uh, there was a couple of lads thought they were going well into the straight, and within 150 yards, there was a furlong between two horses and the rest of the field. And uh, it turned out it was American Mike and uh, and Floor and Porter. Um, and it, it they look they both look to work really really well, but uh, I am actually going to maybe go a small little bit again to grain and go for another one of Willie's in this race that won a bumper at Christmas in Leperstown, a horse called Redemption Day. Um, I really really like him. I actually got to sit on him as a youngster before he went to Willie's, and I and I loved him, and uh, I thought he was massively impressive in Leperstown, and the, the form of that race has worked out quite well. Uh, since with a couple of horses from behind, uh, behind him, gone him one one bumper since. So, I think he's got all to, it all to do to beat uh, Fasal Vega. But I, I, I'll uh, I'll go for value and go Redemption Day. Will you oppose the favourite Conor Dwyer in the bumper Fasal Vega? Oh, it'll be hard to John. Um, a good friend of mine trains in Wexford. John very broken uh, for Willie, and he said from day one he said he's never ever sat or seen anything like him. He said from day one he was a champion. And he's showing that on on the course. So, look, as Sean said, the bumper is is very uh, messy at times, and you need things going your way. Uh, but oh my God, the way he's done things to me, he's he, he's a su- superstar. Yes or no, Sean Flanagan? Does Alaho win the Ryanair Chase? Uh, yes, probably. Yeah, it's actually probably not the greatest renewal of the Ryanair Chase. Um, He's he's obviously been there and he was very impressive, I thought, last year. And funnily enough, his form last year would have tied in with with uh, Manella Indo as well. So um I think yes, he he wins the right area. Is he a yes for you, Connor? Um 
yeah, yeah, it's it, it's more probably hard to pick one to beat him, John. To be honest, right. um, you know, Minerva out there conflated obviously was was very good in, in Leper Sound, um, but he sounds like a an unknown quantity, and he sounds like a bit of an in and out type of horse. So uh, yeah, sure, look, you, you, he's been there. You know, the gallop he set last year was amazing and, and kept it up. So yeah, you have to you have to say he would. Sean, wherever, it, sorry, go on, Sean. Sorry, does conflated fall? Uh, another one of those ones that might fall into the the crowd thing is is he? Uh, right. Does it get a bit flighty? Maybe I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. I just heard someone saying something about. Maybe not. No, it could be a different horse. But I thought he might be another one that they were a bit worried about crowds as well. But Gallop on Deschamps, lads. Wherever he goes, does he win, Connor? Um, you would. You'd, you'd like to think so. You, you know, what he's shown has, has been has been. Um, you know, has been phenomenal. Really, he's jumping, um, he, he just looks like he's not out of second gear. Um, uh, you know, left-handed Leperstown has been brilliant, so Cheltenham should suit it again. It'd be very hard to to, to go against them. Um, but uh, the English horse in what is it? Um, game. game. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Game. Yeah. You know, he's been uh, again like uh, when you hear Paul Nichols com- comparing him to Denman. You have to sit up and take a bit of notice, you know. Sure. Um, he's put up super performances around Newbury and places. Um, I think it'll be a good race. I wouldn't. I wouldn't just say it's not going to be easy for 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 Willie's horse. Um, uh, the other horse will definitely, uh, definitely, if, if they meet, uh, will definitely give, push him to the limit. Yeah, it could be a Bob Ollinger as well if he goes for the shorter race. Yeah. Uh, anything in the mares races, guys? The the novice hurdle, the actual mares hurdle, or the chase, Sean? Anything in the mare? Any mare that you want to pick out? Asher is in concertista, the yeah. mayor of, of Willie's. She's she's a she's a massive chance in in the mayor's chase. Um, she she's in the mayor's hurdle too. She'd probably have a massive chance if she went there too. The mayor's hurdle is actually a wide open contest. I think. Uh, tell me something, girl. Uh, was obviously very impressive there last year. Her runs after that were a little bit. Uh, hitting a miss but her, her last run uh, I think she was very very unlucky things just didn't really go her way through the race but she, she finished off quite well and I suppose it's probably a great preparation for her going forward so um, yeah probably both of those I'd imagine yeah We've had a Sean Flanagan probably for the last half hour Connor telling us about you know people he's met and uh, and all these lo- these uh, kind of brilliant pieces of insight into who's working yeah. well Have you got anything like that to share? Funny enough, no. And if it took more well under my weight at the minute, you could have your life on it. Tell, <laughs> let me tell you. But I haven't been, no. <laughs> All right. I haven't, haven't been asked to do anything, anything like that. Is there another Jeff Kidder in Noel Mead's yard? Are you going over with anything that you hope might do something, Sean, this week? Yeah, well, um, I, I, uh, I, I did fancy Lunar Power a little bit for the Boodles again. Um, he had two very, very good runs behind uh, Phil Dore in two good races. And and uh, when when we got a Irish handicap mark, I thought we were going to be doing really really well. Uh, and then the English handicapper had different ideas, and he put that to bed fairly sharp for us. Um, so I think he might reroute him. Maybe now I'm not a hundred percent sure, but just talks about him maybe going for the triumph instead. Uh, and that's obviously going to be a very very hard race to win. Uh, but at the same time, he's only been four to five lengths behind Phil Dore. On his last two outings, so he, he he does go there with a bit of a chance. Um, I I'm looking forward to riding Beacon Edge in the the Brown Advisory. Uh, unfortunately, we've got to take on Brave Man's game and probably Gallop and Deschamps by the sounds of it. Um, and they're obviously two very very smart horses. Um, 
my lad had a very good run the last day at Navin uh, when he had to give seven pounds to the eventual winner and he only beat me a, a, a probably a, a half a length in the end and it was uh, it was a kind of a, dis- a disrupted uh, preparation for my lad going into that race he, he it wasn't the plan for him to go there but he fell uh, he fell with me in the race to Gallop and Deschamps won at Leperson and we just didn't want to go there off the back of a fall so we, so we ran him there and he had to give away the the seven pounds because he's a grade one winner you know um, <clears throat> so we've got both of those going we've got uh, Jesse Evans maybe goes for the county hurdle um, he was fourth in the Galway hurdle uh, he, he's a horse that has a high level of ability in, in, in hand, at handicap level um, so he's in good form and uh, yeah we've got Cask Mate uh, he's a hardy bloke um, uh, two S per me goes for the Banks that that should be a bit of fun he, he had actually really encouraging first run over Banks in Conchistown a couple of weeks ago and uh, he's a horse with a very high level he's won a grade two with Chase he's won a Tritown so if he takes to the Banks which I think he will do he's obviously jumped the bigger Banks a little bit careful and slow but I think the English Banks will uh bring out the best in him uh, so he goes for that and uh, we've got Ida's boy for the Albert Bartlett yeah. um, he stays really well uh, the nicer the ground I think the better for him as well you know so and he goes and uh, I know uh, School by Hours is in a couple of handicaps I'm just not sure whether he goes or, or what he goes for okay um, just to finish uh, Connor O'Dwyer um, is your nap one of the horses you've given us already in the, in the championship races or something else um, well, look, look yeah, they're, they're, they're not, but as you say, she can't back half them. I, if I actually know, probably Manila Indo would be my okay. nap bet of the week. And Lip Horse of Party Broaches Brazil in the Boodles um, handicap won very well in eight. He got a bit of a penalty, all right, but uh, eight, ten to one there. Definitely good each way of value. That's your uh, each way bet of the week, uh, Brazil yeah. in that race. That's in the colours of JB McManus. Yeah. Um, I think it's on the on the Tuesday. Uh, the Tuesday, I think, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Keep an eye out for him. Uh, Sean won the race last year. Uh, Sean, then, uh, is your nap one of the ones you've already mentioned? No. Um, I think Bob Olinger, I'm going to go for Bob Olinger for my nap. I, I was in the Bromheads right now yesterday morning and... Uh, I kind of had said that uh, if Bob Ollinger had to bump into Gallop and Deschamps that uh, Gallop and Deschamps might get the better of him and I spoke to a couple of people down there yesterday and, and uh, they changed my mind uh, they said that he's fantastic horse and he does jump well and he, he ticks all the boxes that's needed for the top class level they reckon he's going to improve when he goes over so I'm going to go Bob Ollinger uh, for a nap and for an each way bet I think uh the horse in the gold cup uh, of Willie's uh, album photo uh, album photo and are, are they happy now where they are down in the Bromheads yard because they had an unbelievable year last year they won everything they won the gold cup the champion chase the champion hurdle the grand national won two are they uh, feel as they're, they're as um, sparkly as they were last year yeah, I think uh, like Henry's a phenomenal trainer and it, it seems like that they all seem to you know just, just click into gear when it gets to that point um, you know, you go back, his, everyone was kind of saying that the horses were under a bit of a cloud and they weren't running well. And then he rocks up to Nace 10 days ago and he wins the first two or three races and it just, just started to turn the corner a little bit for them, you know. So, yeah, they, they, seem to be, they seem to be quite happy, I suppose, in the, any yard when you have such a year last year. You know, you are going to be a bit cautious going into the next year thinking... You know, it's going to be hard to better it, whether we can equal it or not. It'd be it'd be a bonus, you know. So yeah. I suppose it probably is a little bit of that as well. But but yeah, no, they, they they seem to be quite happy with with where they are with everything as well. 
And Willie Mullins and Gordon Elliott, I'd expect we'll have a lot of winners this week, Conor Dwyer. Absolutely. Um, I'd say Gordon probably has as, as good a team going as, as, he, as he's had for a long, long time. Um, I'm sure Willie, always as, as he is, you know, whether even um, appreciate if it hasn't ran for a year, it wouldn't it wouldn't worry you you know he's he's a phenomenal man and he doesn't send him there for the fresh air so between the three of them oh my god it's you know they're going to going to mop up i think <laughs> very good well hopefully you lads will mop up and in terms of your enjoyment of the Chatham festival 2022 legends on the saddle connor o'dwyer gold cup and champion hurdle winner and the pilot that is sean flanagan enjoy your week lads and thanks so much for speaking to the panel on off the ball saturday here on news talk Thanks a million, John. Pleasure. Hi. Thanks very much, John. Cheers. Thanks, man. All right, lads. Thanks so much. Our panel this week has been brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland. Share every racing moment. Visit hri.e or follow Horse Racing Ireland on social media. We're back with Football Saturday between 2 and 4 with Laro, Dan and Johnny after this. The Saturday panel on Off the Ball.